this whole journey started because I woke up one morning and every muscle and every joint in my body hurt. And my conventional doctor read tests over and over and over again and then called me and said, I'm going to give you steroids, but there's nothing wrong with you. I said, well, I got news for you. There's something wrong with me. I hurt. And rather than just accept that she was what I call the who said of the greatest magnitude, I turned my business over to my staff and started researching. And that was seven years ago. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing abundant leaders out there. I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. And make no mistake about it, don't let anybody ever tell you that there's something wrong with having more, as long as you have it in perspective. That's what I say, as long as you have it in perspective. You want more relationships, stronger relationships, more quality relationships, then guess what? You have to give that. If you want more resources, you have to give some resources to have some more resources and more quality resources. Don't just want to want. Have a purpose behind what it is that you want in your life and be prepared to give in order to receive. Because being a person of abundance, being a man of abundance, living a life of abundance. One of the critical elements is to be a giver. One of the greatest forms of happiness, the highest forms of happiness is giving. This has been studied time and time again. Now I'm going to give you the opportunity to be a giver right now, right here today. I want you to pay it forward by sharing men of abundance with others in your community. Share this episode, share your favorite episode, share the entire podcast. You know what? Take a screenshot of your phone and share that and write a short, you know, very short little message about what you got out of that conversation and why people should listen. Then share that on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but share it out. Be abundant in your actions today. Pay it forward and share men of uh, uh, men of abundance with others. I assure you, they will thank you for it. And if you have just a few more minutes, go over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. It's extremely important for the search engines and all the algorithms and all that kind of stuff so that when people are searching for these topics, they will find men of abundance and get in on these amazing conversations. Now, our featured guest today is Cheryl Meyer. You heard a little bit about how she got into what she's doing now in the pre-show. And I'm not going to read through her entire bio right now, but I assure you it is worth reading because we touch on most of it here in this conversation, but we don't touch on every single bit of it. And you really should go to the show notes of this episode and read through her bio and read through some of her information about how she got into what she's doing and specifically who she works with. It's very impressive. But the bottom line is this. Her simple message is eliminate toxins, heal your chronic pain own your own health. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Cheryl Meyer. Cheryl, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Where are you at in the world? 
I am in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I was there a couple times back in a very long time ago. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been to California. I grew up here. I'm actually, I'm 70 and I'm back in the house I grew up in, which is a house of really good memories. So it's nice to be here. Wow, that's rare. That I know, that happens. especially in L.A. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm sure we'll get into a little bit about that story. That's that's exciting. I like that. So I got to give a shout out to Donnie Boyvin. He is just an amazing individual, and that's where you and I met on on uh, based off of uh, his uh, podcast group. I was on his podcast, which is how I joined his podcast group, and I love it. So, yeah, we should shout out to him because he is a great guy, and I'm learning a lot from him. Yeah, and absolutely. I've had a conversation with him as well, multiple times, but specifically for the show, and that's going to be posting, well, by the time this episode is out, it will have long since posted. So uh, everybody go take a look and, and listen to that conversation as well. Absolutely amazing. So you... Uh, are doing some amazing things that we're going to get into here in just a minute. But before we do, I like to start out the conversation with an attitude of gratitude, which is exactly how I start out every single one of my mornings. So if you would, what do you have to be grateful for today? I am grateful for so much. And I'm in a little bit of chaos, but I sold my jewelry business, which has been my business for 25 years, where I design jewelry for big box retailers. I'm almost done cleaning all of that out. The new owner has it all. And I'm getting ready to move into my new office because I want to be all in talking health, which is the subject of my book. And so I am very grateful that the universe seems to be supporting me in more ways that you can imagine. I'm going to have my own public access TV show um, in Monrovia where my office is. And I'm going to start my own podcast in October. And I'm getting all kinds of support for both. And I got married four years ago to a wonderful man who supports me in all of this. So my life is good, and I am very grateful, and I also start out every morning by listing the five things I am most grateful for at that moment in time, because it sets my day off on a positive note. Well, I am super excited for you. I really am. And one of the things that really intrigued me about having this conversation with you is your book and what you're working on. And your book is, as I already mentioned, Feels Good to Feel Good, Learn to Eliminate Toxins, Reverse Inflammation, and Feel Great Again. And it's personal to me because I've been dealing with joint inflammation for many, many years. Um, And a story I don't think I've told on here at all Many years, well, oh goodness, I say probably about ten years ago, um, I was given a drug to because it was believed that I might have had. Um, oh my goodness, now I'm not going to remember what it was. Um, anyhow, they had given me a drug, and this drug I was 0.01 percent or something like that of the population that it causes severe joint inflammation. And I literally just wanted to die. It was it was very it was had me to tears. I could hardly move. And um since then and even before that I've always had various joint issues, but the only thing that's ever fixed any of my joint issues was my diet, was my meal plan. I always know when I'm eating more uh, getting on my sugar binge (laughs) (laughs) because I start feeling more and more pain. Uh, so any other way that I can learn to decrease my joint pain uh, is a benefit for, for me and others because I always share great information, but 
your book is about so much more than just joint pain. Feeling good and, and, and eating right and doing what you're doing, it alleviates so many other toxins out of your body that causes so many other debilitating diseases. Uh, and we're definitely going to get into that conversation here real soon. But before we do, I already talked about some of the pr- professional stuff that you're doing. But here on Men of Abundance, we like to get to know the person behind the abundance and get a little bit more personal. So if you would, how would you describe yourself? I'm very tenacious. Um, this whole journey started because I woke up one morning and every muscle and every joint in my body hurt. And my conventional doctor read tests over and over and over again and then called me and said, I'm going to give you steroids, but there's nothing wrong with you. I said, well, I got news for you. There's something wrong with me. I hurt. And rather than just accept that she was what I call the who said of the greatest magnitude, I turned my business over to my staff and started researching. And that was seven years ago. And I tripped across the functional medical community, which if you're still having joint pain, I strongly recommend. The difference with a functional doctor, my doctor went to Yale, that's where she got her MD, but she got sick. So she went for additional training in functional medicine, which looks at the entire body, not just at one body system. And when I walked in, she said, we're going to run tests, but I got to tell you, you've got autoimmune disease just from what you're telling me. I know that. And then she said, we're going to start peeling the onion and finding out what's causing your entire body not to function properly. And it took about five years between me eliminating hundreds of toxins in my own life and then working with my functional doctor that today I am relatively pain-free, which is huge. But I have also found some natural ways to deal with my pain, which I will share with you. Um, but it's been kind of an incredible journey. And I, as I said, I was a jeweler. And so I decided that instead of retiring, I went back to school to become a health coach at 67 because I want to share what I've learned with other people because you do not have to live a life of pain and pills. And I am living proof of that. So, and toxins are really, toxins equal inflammation, inflammation equals disease. If we can get the toxins out of our life one at a time, it's about toxic load. So you don't have to be overwhelmed. You just start to identify them and eliminate them. You can return to health. And it's, the body wants to heal. The body's an amazing thing, but we got to give it the right things so that it can heal. And garbage in, garbage out. If we keep feeding our bodies garbage, it can't help us. But if we start eliminating all the poisons and the toxins, the body kicks in and starts to do all the things it wants to do to make us healthy. Yeah. You know, you bring up so many good points, and I totally agree with all of that. One of the things I want to point out, because I, I really kind of get to know my audience quite a bit, and I know how some of them think, and and it's just a shame that people will take one person's opinion or one person's professional opinion and say that's all there is to it. You know, I'm done. That's the case. So in the case of doctors, for instance, bad respect for doctors. Just like with any other profession, I believe they get into it for honorable reasons, but they're limited by their education and by the regulations of the, of the license that they have to work under. Well, and their main source of information is their pharmaceutical rep. Right, right, and exactly right. And and I, my my wife and I, we are. I was in the medical field for twenty five years, and I just. 
I'm not, I've never been one to take medication, take painkillers, take, you know, many other things. I just, we just choose not to, if we don't have to, we'll, we'll take an alternative natural route before we do that or in conjunction with that and then get off of that. Because I've got story after story after story of not my own personal, not just my own personal, but of other people I've worked with in the health and fitness industry that have completely turned their whole life around uh, due to just eating healthier and natural means. Well, and when I'm out talking or I'm on podcasts, I want everybody to start to listen to their body. So if you still hurt, don't accept that your doctor says there's nothing wrong with you. Start to research and then listen to your body. If you start to listen to your body, it will tell you if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. So don't just listen to me. If you want to try something that I'm going to suggest today, try it and let your body vote. Because if your body votes, it'll tell you if you're on the right track or the wrong track. And everybody is different. So what has worked for me? probably will work for you but not necessarily mm -hmm. so try it and then listen and to listen you got to get quiet and you got to go in and you got to pay attention to what your body is feeling had i done that all along i don't think i would have woken up sick as a dog but i wasn't listening to my body for years and i was feeling lousy and just pushing through it because i had so much to do so i now listen to my body on a regular basis and I know when I'm doing the right or the wrong thing now. Yeah, absolutely. The other problem with some of this is, is as I've had conversations with people, is they, they take on their ailment, say, for instance, depression, arthritis, you name it, and they'll call it mine. My depression, my arthritis. I'm big on mindset. And I'm like, well, once you own it and decide that it's a part of you, then there's not a whole lot you can do about it. So I believe mindset has a lot to do with it as well. And, you know, the, the, yeah, nutrition just doesn't come in through the mouth. It comes in through the ears and, and out through the mouth and then back into the ears. But believe it or not, how you eat now, they believe, is also responsible for depression. Mm -hmm. um, your serotonin, they used to think it was all made in your brain. They now recognize that most of it is made in your gut. So if you're eating lots of healthy vegetables that are organic from a farm as close to you as possible of all the colors of the rainbow, because they work synergistically together, mm -hmm. it will also raise your mood. Um, if I wake up and I'm depressed, I look back and think, what did I eat yesterday? And I can almost also always connect it to, yep, I ate too much sugar or I didn't eat enough variety of vegetables and when i change my diet even on the short term it improves my mood dramatically so between mindset and how you eat a lot of these problems can be alleviated yeah that makes a lot of sense it really does and and i like the idea of being able to eat uh, from you know farms and and produce that's grown close to you but for those who aren't necessarily in that situation what would you recommend um, well, I'm lucky. I'm in California, so I can get fresh vegetables every day of the year. So if you are somewhere where you cannot, number one, I just put out a little book where I buy healthy food because there are places you can buy it all year round to save money, but where they'll actually ship it to you. It, then you can always buy organic vegetables frozen. 
in a lot of cases, they're frozen quickly, so they're getting all the nutrients frozen right into that little vegetable, and so that will work. You don't get the advantage. There is a difference if you're buying local because the nutrients in that plant are right for your environment, but it's important that you eat organic as often as possible. So buy organic, uh, buy frozen. That'll do the trick. And then when your farmer's markets start to open up like now, everybody should be able to have sources of great vegetables. Then you go back to buying local. And the other reason to buy local is it's very quick from farm to table. And by having it be quick from farm to table, you're not losing the nutrients from when it's picked till it hits your plate and then your body. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I never considered the um, the frozen organic. And I'm a huge believer in organic. You do not need a healthy dose of poison when you're eating your food. And so there is a way to do it on a budget where you follow the Dirty Dozen Clean 15 list. Are you aware of what that is? No, not at all. Please educate okay. me. There is a group called EWG, the Environmental Working Group. And every year in the spring, they put out a list of the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. The Dirty Dozen are vegetables that are so filthy, dirty with toxins, you can't imagine putting them in your mouth. And the number one worst one is strawberries because it's close to the ground, so it's heavily sprayed so that they can get it to the, to the grocery store. There's um, 12 of them. And if it's on the dirty dozen list, you avoid it like it's the plague. A potato has something like 57 toxins on it. I know, you know, my body can't handle it, but really nobody's body can handle it. So if it's on the dirty dozen, that's where you spend your organic money. If it's on the clean 15, it doesn't matter if you buy it organic. Broccoli is on that list. There's lots of great things on that list. Avocados, things often with skins are on that list. And then there's the in-between world. Now, I have autoimmune disease, so the in-between world, I buy organic. But you can choose there where you spend your money. At least start with the dirty dozen because that'll clean up a big chunk of the toxins. And I don't know if you've been following the news, but all, a lot of those vegetables are sprayed with glyphosate, which is Roundup which has just lost its third major lawsuit um, for causing cancer. And it came out, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. was the one who sued them. And in discovery, it came out that Monsanto has known for 25 years that they've been poisoning us. So the conventional crops that are sprayed with glyphosate or GMOs, genetically modified foods, stay away from them because they're loaded with those toxins that are carcinogens. And really, you don't need them. Your kids don't need them. Um, so it's important that you start somewhere. Yeah, that is very, very useful information. Just recently, my wife and I, because we're always having these conversations and we watch documentaries a lot, and we saw this thing where um, how to test your foods to see if they're real or if they're synthetic. Uh, and it's, it just blows your mind when you think about how there's plastic pellets in your rice, yeah, how there's glue in your meat to mimic, to make it look like it's fat in, you know, in your meat. There's um, just so many different types of tests, like uh, if your honey is natural and so on and so forth. And it blows my mind that I have this conversation all the time because everybody wants to say, well, if it's on the if it's on the shelf, it must be safe because the FDA approved it. No. Yeah, uh, there's too much <laughs> no. money. 
there's too much money involved in that, and the FDA is not there for your health and, and going to pharmaceuticals. I just had a conversation uh, a couple weeks ago with a, a pharmacist who's gone to um, basically uh, more natural type of uh, healing like you have, like we're talking about here. And he said that, you know, one of the things that pharmaceuticals does not want to be released the test is they like the FDA when they're testing drugs, they're not testing to see if it actually works. They're testing to make sure it's not going to cause further harm to a certain population of the people, like more than 1% of the population. Literally the test comes out and shows that 50, 50, the placebo works as well as the actual drug, but the FDA will approve it as long as it doesn't cause more harm to more than 1% of the population. This is coming from his studies, from the studies from working with pharmaceuticals. I mean, the point is you, you expect the government to have our best interest in mind, and they don't, and these company, many companies out there don't. Now, many do. Many are doing a great job, and they want to do the right thing. But a lot of these, they're just out to, you know, um, for their bottom when line, I right? I started researching, I got angry that they're not protecting us. But my call to action is join me and let's stop buying this stuff because yes. we can change it. The government's not going to protect us. So we can join together and change it. And I've been doing this now for seven years and I'm starting to see new products on the market that are low in toxin that if we support the companies that are doing it, they will continue to blossom. Um, the makeup I was using seven years ago was a nine on a 10 point scale. EWG actually has a database with hundreds of thousands of items that you can look up and see how toxic it is. And if your product's not there, you can look up the ingredients. So I was using a makeup that was a nine on a 10 point scale. I could only find one makeup that was good on my skin seven years ago. Now there's all kinds of choices. So the more we join together, the more the industry will change because um, the Institute for Responsible Technology says it will only take a 5% shift and companies are going to sit up because they don't want to lose the business and they see it happening. Mm -hmm. So join me you know, in my book. If you want to read my book, it's a great place to start because I identify what I found was toxic in my life and what I replaced it with. And I went through a whole lot of trial and error before I ended up with things that I love. So at least it would give you a running start. And if you buy my book, I send you a workbook so you can write down as you're reading it what you want to replace when you run out of it. Because it's about toxic load. You're not going to run through your house and throw everything out. When you run out of it, you're just going to replace it with something lower in toxin. And your body will start to dance because it will be happy that those toxins are gone. So you guys, this right here is exactly why I wanted to have Cheryl on the show and is what Men of Abundance is all about. We could sit here and complain about all the you know toxins that are in the world and and all these companies that are you know just out for the bottom line or we could actually do something about it and then do as Cheryl did is pay it forward so if you don't have the time to go out and do this kind of research then get a hold of Cheryl's book and other resources from people who have actually lived through this and doing the self-study themselves so that you can better your life your health and especially that of your family so I greatly appreciate you doing that Cheryl. Well, let me give you a couple of statistics that turned my hair gray. 53% of our children now have some kind of chronic illness. I think that's astonishing. The latest statistic is if you're a millennial, your health peaks at 26 
and then starts to decline. If you're a Gen Xer, you make it all the way to 36 before you start to decline. Now, I was 63 before I got sick as a boomer. So what's, and we're 37th in the world in health. We're the richest country in the world, but we're 37th in the world in health. Our healthcare problems are because we have a toxin problem here, because they're being allowed into every product in our life. So I really, and and even babies are being born now with toxic load because it's coming through the umbilical cord from the mother's toxic load. So we're in trouble and everybody needs to start cleaning up their own life because I want our children to have a running start and a chance. And that's only going to happen if we start to eliminate the toxins. I will tell you that eliminating toxins is an inconvenient truth, to coin a phrase. It's not easy to eat different than the all-American diet. Um, I don't eat any fast food. I eat almost no processed food. And my rule is, if there's an ingredient in processed food that I can't pronounce or I don't know what it is, I don't buy it. I don't put it in my body because it's something that's not going to be good for me. And there is no food value in fast food at all. Yeah, you know, it's it's so funny that (laughs) just yesterday I went went grocery shopping. And since my son's home from school, my nine-year-old, he's home from school now. And he likes to snack during the day. And I always made him his lunch to go to school because it's always questionable what they're feeding him at school. At least I would know that, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, well, he's home. We haven't had pot pies in a while. So I grabbed about four or five pot pies, beef pot pies off the out of the freezer. And I put them in the car. And just as I was putting them down in the cart, it was almost like my stomach turned. Because I know that that's not food. And I literally, this just literally happened yesterday. And I put them back in the freezer. And I, we seldom, I seldom buy anything from any of those freezer aisles and anything that's in a box or a bag very very seldom and we you know once in a while we'll eat like chick-fil-a or something like that if it is fast food at least we try to you know make it so i can pull the chicken apart and see that it's actually chicken and not nuggets so i i believe that that's made a huge difference in our personal lives and even when my boys do go out and eat stuff like that they feel it they know the difference yeah well if even something as innocuous as natural flavors is probably MSG. Mm-hmm. Now we all know MSG is not good for us. So what did they do? They put it out under 29 different names. So right. you don't know that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I did just find, I just bought frozen food. Um, I had bought some when I read, when I wrote the book and I just bought it again. That is a paleo frozen food company that is 100% clean and it delivered. So that if I am, I'm going to start writing my second book. So I wanted to prepare to have something to eat quick that's clean and healthy. Um, It's the best thing next to cooking my own food, which I do 99% of the time. But the frozen food that you're buying at the grocery store, it's it's loaded with crud. And you Mm -hmm. don't want that in your body. And your body will not function well on it, let alone the stuff in the boxes which are loaded with um, all kinds of carcinogens and carrageenan, which is a glue that's a known carcinogen, is in our milk and even our toothpaste. There's all kinds of icky things. So if you don't know what carrageenan is, you don't buy that product because most likely it's not something good for you. So it's an easy rule to remember um, to stay clean. 
Yeah, it's just ridiculous, the stuff that they put in our food. It's it's appalling. You can't even call it food. So, no, it's really not food. One of the questions I like to ask, and, and you, you basically already touched on it, which, but I don't want to assume that that would be your final answer, is the uh, kick in the gut moment. And I bring up this kick in the gut moment because we – we all have them, and sometimes it changes the trajectory of our life, like when you woke up sick as a dog, and then you decided to do something about it. Um, but And if that's your kick-in-the-gut moment, perfect. But if not, uh, I'd like for you to share with us another kick-in-the-gut moment that really took you to your knees and really make us feel that. Well, that was my kick-in-the-butt moment, but I want to tell you, for a... It, Inflammation grows over 20 years, and the universe was telling me all the way along that things were not right. First, I got the little thump on the shoulder, and my mascara started bothering me. My deodorant started bothering me. Then I got the NCIS slap across the face. I woke up one morning, and my tongue and my lips and my eyes were swollen. And by deduction, I worked it back to fabric softener. So the I was getting clues that I was getting sick. I just wasn't paying attention to them. And then the two by four hit me over the head, and I literally couldn't function at all. So that was the kick in the butt moment. But there were signs along the way. I have a blog on my website that I encourage everyone to read, 20 Signs You're Not As Healthy As You Think You Are, which are the signs I ignored as my toxic load was building. Little things, like I'd look in the morning, in the, in the mirror in the morning, and some days I had pretty days, and other days I was all puffy. Well, guess what? That was inflammation. I just didn't know it. And I was working so hard, I could push through it, but that was not good. And so you have to start to listen to your body and uh, about all things. Mm-hmm. And you commented on sugar. That's one of the things that causes us to get sick. And stress was a biggie for me as an entrepreneur. Um, I had so much stress. I thought it was good for me. It was getting me to get more done. Well, my cortisol was down to nothing. I was almost to Addison's disease. So learning to deal with my stress was really important and because that too is upsetting the whole balance of your gut and causes disease. So stress is huge, getting seven hours of sleep at night is huge, and then what products you're using that are going through your skin and what food you're eating, all of that comes into the big package of health. Yeah, and that website, guys, I'll have it linked up in the show notes. It's CherylMHealthMuse.com. Uh, go there and check that out and, and you know partake in all the resources that are there. Now, Cheryl, one of the things that you brought up was that you mentioned and I saw in your bio as well is leaky gut. And I've heard this term before, uh, and it's really the cause for so many issues that can rather simply, maybe not easily, but rather simply be remedied by fixing this. Um, can you talk a little bit about that yeah, and what we can do? Actually, when I started researching, I kept coming across leaky gut. Could I have leaky gut? So that was one of the places that I really dug in. And leaky gut is, in my opinion, the precursor of all disease. So let me tell you what causes it. Your gut has a wall that's only one cell thick. And so when you eat things that don't properly digest, and it could cause, a lot of things could cause that. Sugar can cause that. Stress can cause that. Toxins and poisons and pesticides and herbicides can cause that. um, 
parasites can cause that, all of those things can cause your food to not digest properly. So then they start ramming up against this one cell thick wall of your gut. And eventually they make a little hole and then they, your gut can replace itself, the wall, within seven days, but eventually it can't keep up. So then things start to escape through that hole and go into your blood. Your body does exactly what it's built to do. And it screams, attack, because it doesn't know what those foreign particles are. And then I, if I were young, I would go back and become a biochemist because I find this so fascinating. Your body actually mimics that food that has leaked into your blood to be tissue wherever you're weak in your body. For me, it was joints and muscles. For somebody else, it might be their thyroid. For somebody else, it might be their brain and cause dementia. For someone else, it might be their lower gut and become IBS. But wherever you're weak, your body is taking those foreign particles and mimicking that tissue. So your immune system starts to go into hyper auto and it starts to attack that part of your body. So it all starts with leaky gut. Now you can heal your gut wall, but it means you have to eliminate what's causing it in the first place and start eating clean, eliminate the majority of the sugar, which is causing it, lower your stress significantly, get a full seven hours of sleep. All of those things will help your body heal your leaky gut. And then I take something called glutathione, which helps my liver heal my wall of my gut. Um, mine was pretty bad. And when you have leaky gut, the other thing that happens is foods that you've always eaten, you're leaking little bits of them into your system and you build up a sensitivity to them. My big example of that was chicken. Chicken has become like kryptonite to me. I can't eat it. I used to eat so much I thought I was going to cluck. But it is a major sensitivity for me now because my body started reacting to it as if it was a foreign substance. And I actually have 18 food sensitivities now that I have to work around. So your normal things that you eat start to become toxic to you. And they're a um, conventional doctor will not test for sensitivities because they don't believe in them. Um, they tested me for allergies, and the only thing I was allergic to was the tape that held the allergy test on my back. <laughs> when I got to the functional doctor, we tested for seven. We tested for seven uh, for sensitivities, and I had eighteen of them. And a lot of them, you, the other health coaches will tell you to do an elimination diet. I wouldn't have found most of mine through an elimination diet because they're things like basil and mint. They're herbs, fennel. They're weird things. Of course, I don't have the usual suspects. But eliminating my sensitivities was my first big step away from pain. It was huge. And for your problem with your joints, I recommend a sensitivity test. You can get a doctor to run it. Any doctor can order it, but not all doctors will. And if your doctor won't order it, there's now a test that you can order yourself through a company called Meridian Valley. They're out of Seattle. And when you order the test, it comes, you prick your finger, you send it back, and you get one hour with their doctor explaining what the results mean. Knowing your sensitivities if you're dealing with pain is a huge step away from the pain. Oh well, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I've I don't I've done sensitivity tests for my boys, one of them that had an allergic reaction, but I've never done one for myself. 
well, then you have problems. So yeah. you need to take care of, you know, it's like the airplane thing, mm-hmm. put the mask on your face first. You need to take care of yourself so that you can be there and be present for your kids. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Cheryl, we're at the point where we are going to pay it forward. You ready to do that? I'm ready. Excellent. You've already shared so many amazing uh, steps and things for us to do, but if you could share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. I want everybody, number one, to own your own health. Don't believe that anybody can tell you what's right for your body. When my doctor told me that I should seek therapy because there was nothing wrong with me, I wasn't going to put up with that. And I hear people who get those kinds of recommendations all the time. So start with owning your own health. Second, eliminate as many of, at least in your food, the toxins as possible. If you can't pronounce it, don't buy it. If you don't know what it is, don't buy it. And at least for the dirty dozen, don't buy it unless it's organic. And then third, reduce your stress. I just put out a little stress book um, of little exercises that I do every hour on the hour that don't take more than three minutes. So that during the day, I am releasing the extra stress all day long. But there's one exercise that I want to tell you about right now. You can look it up on the internet. Dr. Andrew Weil, who's an integrative doctor, you can watch him do this. It's his 478 breathing exercise. It takes three minutes. You do four rounds of it, and it resets your parasympathetic nervous system so that all your stress goes away. I do it on the way to my functional doctor who's an hour away. I'm sitting in LA traffic and she can't get over how great my pulse and my blood pressure is since I've started doing the breathing exercise. So that's a great start for getting your body back on track. Boy, if doing anything in LA traffic on your way to your doctor <laughs> can calm your nerves and get your heart rate right, that that's a miracle in itself. Uh, that's just huge. <laughs> I totally get that. You've already mentioned a couple things for sure, but what other rituals make the biggest impact in your life? Um, well, I'm a person. I have a chapter in my book called "Exercise for People Who Don't Like to Exercise," which is me. So you have to find something that you like to do because you have to exercise. So what I do is I do yoga, which gives me resistance and stretching to keep my body flexible. And then what I do to get my heartbeat up is I have bought what I call my mini trampoline. It's a rebounder. Mm-hmm. And it's in my living room and I tape country western music every Sunday morning, the top 20. Never was a huge country western fan, but I am now. And I jump to it for a half an hour every morning. And the beauty of that is it gets my blood flowing And it helps my lymph system clean all the garbage out that it's collected in my blood around my cells because it doesn't have its own motor. So it moves those toxins out of your body. So find something. You don't have to do what I do, but find something that gets your body to move because exercise is critical. Hey, those trampolines, I've talked to several people that have used those trampolines, and, and many people have them behind stage before they go on to uh, speak, and I'm talking big names that you would know, uh, use them, and some people just have them in their office at work, and they just lean it up against the wall, put it down, jump sometimes while they're reading, but they, I mean, they're just, mirror, they're, it's such a simple piece of equipment, but they're really good to use. 
I mean, for someone who hates to exercise, it's fun. Yeah. So makes a difference. Excellent. Well, other than your book, what are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Um, well, I, um, mostly what I'm doing is reading information that's new about health as it's coming out. There's a new book that came out on sleep, Why We Sleep. He's got a great sense of humor. And I always get six hours of sleep. I was not getting seven. And he's convinced me that the seventh hour is critical because that last hour is when your brain gets swept of all the plaque that creates dementia. Okay, that's a good reason for me to get that extra hour of sleep. So I'm trying to keep up on the latest things because health is changing all the time. And I'm about to start my own podcast, so I want to talk about the things that people don't know that will help them live better lives. So I want to stay current. Um, so that's where most of my time has been going. Keep yeah, me. well, you know, you're, you're talking about what people don't know. And guys, in case you haven't heard me say this before, what you don't know can hurt you and, in fact, may be killing you. So <laughs> that, I can't wait for that show to come out. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to start with what should we eat? Because there's so much confusion about food. You know, should we drink mm -hmm. coffee? Shouldn't we drink coffee? All that kind of stuff that people ask me all the time. And I want to talk about it because they're not simple answers and they vary by person. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, just as you were talking about with the chicken, everything in moderation too much of a good thing can be harmful. Too much. You, you can't just eat salad all day long and expect to survive i mean you have to have variety so right. you you really you know so and that's where that kind of comes from that's my idea anyway well and should we eat pale or should we be vegan no. i eat i or eat keto or any number of things vegan. i eat half paleo half vegan mm -hmm. because i can't eat soy and most soy is genetically modified so right. i wouldn't eat it anyway Exactly. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? I mean, we are, already know it has to do with a lot of what they put in their mouth and put in their ears and into their mind, but what else? Well, when it comes to food, people tell me that they don't want to do it. Mm. They don't want to be deprived. That's the biggie. I'm only married four years. People love to ask my husband, aren't you deprived? He says, no, we were deprived before we started eating clean and healthy. Um, when your body starts to celebrate, you know it. So people are held back by their own limiting beliefs. That's interesting. And I'm, I'm guessing my question would be deprived from what? From toxins and from, you know, unnatural well, know, synthetics? and Sugar. They want to eat what everybody else eats. It is inconvenient. It's hard for me to go to, out to eat with other people. I admit yeah. it. But mm -hmm. I call the restaurant ahead of time. And most restaurants really do want to be to do something so that I will go there. It just means you have to put a little extra effort in and that's not that hard to do. No, it's really not, especially when you're talking about your health. You're doing it for yourself. And if not for yourself, doing it for your family. Right. And for God's sakes, do it for your kids. We want yeah. to give them a, a chance to grow up to be healthy and thrive. Exactly. And they want you around as long as possible. Yeah. I mean, we have grandchildren. We want to be there as long as possible for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what does being a woman of abundance mean to you? Um, it means leading a good life. And I have a very good life right now. I have a man who loves and supports me. It took me 65 years to find the right guy. 
I have, I'm back in the home I grew up in, which makes me happy because I had great parents. We sold his house and bought a second house in Sedona, which is like heaven on earth. Oh. It's being able to express myself fully. And I don't care who doesn't want to believe what my message is. I'm going to express it anyway. Someone early on when I published my book told me it's my job to put the information out there, but I'm not responsible for who wants to accept it and live that way. So that's abundance to me that I have the format that I can share what I've learned. And and if it takes you seven times before you want to change, then so be it. But I still want to get out there and do it. Um, abundance is living my life the way I want to without fear. And fear was my nemesis most of my life. The only person who kept me back from doing what I wanted to do was me. So now that I'm old, looking back, it's really a good feeling to know that my word this year is I choose. I choose the life that I have. I choose the way I eat. I choose health. Absolutely beautiful. I love it. I absolutely love it. I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, and I've been to 23 countries on five continents. Sedona is still one of the most beautiful places I've ever visited. I'm blown away at how spectacular it is there. We're going to go spend most of the summer there, and I'm going to write my second book there. I'm really looking forward to it. You are truly a blessed woman. Absolutely love it. I am living a life of abundance. You are indeed. So I'm going to let you go. And before I do, I want to make sure that I mention your website again, CherylMHealthMuse.com. We'll have that linked up in the show notes. We'll have your book there, all that information. What did we not talk about that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? There's a ton of free information on my website. So, I, I mean, I've done lots of podcasts. You can go pick a couple of them and watch them. There's a free class called Free, free Great Now that you can go to the Wellness Universe Learn Up Live Center and watch for an hour where I talk about the poisons and the deceptions that I was appalled at when I started researching. Just and read some blogs. Read about what inflammation is. Read about how to get a good night's sleep. Read about how to get rid of stress. It's all there and it's free because at my age, it's really important to me to share information with everybody. Excellent. Absolutely love it. We are going to have all that linked up in the show notes. Cheryl, go out and live your life of abundance. Keep paying it forward because it's making a huge difference in those lives who are accepting it and taking action on it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great conversation, Wally. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, so your action steps today, guys, are very simple. Not easy, but very simple. Take inventory of your current health situation. And if you have some chronic pain like I do, in fact, I literally was just at pain management today to look at doing some acupuncture and some chiropractic work and stuff like that because I'm not one to take medication. And I've gotten into Cheryl's book and I'm using some of the strategies that are in her book as well. I do all kinds of different things to try not to take medications. And I don't. I don't take medications for my chronic pain. So I highly recommend you get her book and get second, third, and fourth opinions from your medical providers. Because as Cheryl pointed out, and I've personally experienced, and my wife has experienced, and many other people I know have experienced, that they ended up knowing their body better than their provider. We knew something else was wrong, and we felt that there were other remedies for the problem. 
And I'll tell you guys, many times it has a lot to do with your diet. I'm not telling you to diet. I'm talking, telling you about pay attention to what it is that you consume. Your body is an amazing thing. It can heal itself as long as you give it the proper fuel. Now, go out, live your life of abundance. And guys, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.